Hello and welcome to News Bites, New York Farm Bureau's podcast. I'm Steve Ammerman, Director of Communications for New York Farm Bureau. As we kick off a new season of News Bites, also kicking off a new legislative session in Albany. And every year at this time, New York Farm Bureau's state board sets their priority issues. These are the big issues of the day that really spans across all farms and all farmers here in New York. So today, we're talking with Jeff Williams, the Director of Public Policy here at New York Farm Bureau, about the priority issues and why they matter to farmers. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. We're here As to, always, my pleasure. <laughs> we're here to talk about uh, our state legislative priorities yep. for New York Farm Bureau for this year. And a long list that covers you know, the true breadth of agriculture. But before we do a deep dive, mm-hmm. let's talk about how we come up with these priority issues. Uh, these are member-driven, correct? 100% always have been, always will be at New York Farm Bureau. Our policies developed by and approved by our members. So when myself or the public policy team uh, goes to Albany or Washington, D.C., we, we only talk about what's in the policy book. It's our marching orders for the year. And I, I guess where we're going is with, uh, with uh, priority issues. You know, those are the issues that our board sets as being the most important of all the things in the policy book that year. They look at what's coming down the pike legislatively, you know, in the budget regulations. They hear what our members are talking about out in the field, and they look to see what's achievable, what's doable, and then they distill that down into a list of, you know, five to ten priorities that really are the, the backbone of our public policy work for the year. And they have to be broad in nature as well. We're a diverse, you know, industry, so they have to be, absolutely. But so many things that... What, that happens on farms or what farmers want to change cut across all industries. It's transportation, labor, environment. It's, you know, it's, uh, you know, they're they're all speaking the same language, if you will. And again, before we get into those priority issues, you know, there was a new poll that New York Farm Bureau commissioned with Maris Poll uh, to ask people how they feel about the importance of New York agriculture and the value that provides to their local economies. And the numbers were pretty great. Across the entire state, I think when we go into this, we knew that rural New York would say, hey, 83%, 80% of people in rural New York support agriculture, understands the importance of the state's economy. Same amount of people basically said that in the suburbs of Long Island and in New York City as well. So it shows us that agriculture really is a statewide, uh, you know, a statewide industry and that people appreciate it statewide. And we're going to use those numbers to try to go back to the legislators and the governor and regulators and say, look, this isn't just a corny New York issue, you know, or, a, you know, a St. Lawrence County issue. Eighty percent of the people in New York City think these are agriculture is important and we need to protect it. And that leads us into to talking about those priority issues. And the number one priority, and it typically is every year, is the state budget. Mm-hmm. The governor released her budget uh, a couple of weeks ago. We're still waiting to see what the state Senate and Assembly have in their projected budgets. But right now, we're at a pretty good place just by looking at the governor's numbers. Can you do a deep dive? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You know, the governor sets the table for the rest of how the budget negotiations go. And she pretty much put in more money for the ag budget than any other governor has uh, since I've been working at New York Farm Bureau. Uh, And that's really important because that budget money goes for promotion of our, of our agricultural products. It goes for really critical research for animal health uh, and for vegetable research and maple research, you know, across the whole board to help, you know, help our industry stay at the forefront of what's scientifically doable and possible. 
uh, and it also uh, s supports our econ economic development in agriculture. It's uh, you know, we, you know, in the scheme of the entire budget, which is $220 billion, it's not that much, but we really make the most of what we get. Environmental Protection Fund is a serious portion of the budget, and we're a big advocate of a lot of that funding. How does some of that help our farms as well? well it, on, on, absolutely. And we work with environmental organizations on this, which is great. It gives us a bridge to those groups that we may not agree with in other things, but they understand the importance of water quality on farms. Uh, farmland protection and helping farmers deal with climate change. Those are all those kind of all those programs in the EPF that we all can agree on, and they are uh, boots on the ground to help farmers on a day in day out basis. A couple other big big budget items: uh, Nourish New York and Healthy School Meals for All. Can you talk about both of those? Yeah, I I think probably everyone knows about Nourish New York because it was the savior of agriculture during the pandemic, uh, when uh, the governor put forward money so food banks could buy New York State products. Uh, because not we weren't selling much during the pandemic. Uh, so that has continued because uh, people who are food insecure still need food and farmers still need an outlet. And it's really a, really a perfect match for local food going to, going to people who are food insecure uh, and helping farmers as well. And Healthy School Meals for All, it's a, a way of getting New York products into schools even more so than they do, where kids who can't afford meals get healthy meals in their schools. And a lot of that can be New York's state sourced. Uh, so again, it's really making that match between people who are food insecure, may not have enough food, uh, and our farmers stepping into the void and, and, and supplying that food. There really are great market opportunities for our farmers. And speaking of markets, you know, we're trying to expand markets for craft beverage makers in the state, our farm breweries, cideries, spirit makers, to be able to ship directly to their customers, which is something that they can do, but other uh, makers and processors can. Um, how, are we, how are we approaching that issue? Yeah, it's a, to us, it's a parity issue because for 20 years, wineries, our farm wineries have been able to ship out of state to customers. So people come to Finger Lakes or Long Island on vacation and they taste wine and they love it. And they, as they typically do, they fall in love with the wine and they go home and they want to drink and you drink it and their liquor stores probably don't have it you know in oklahoma for example uh so uh they can call up and, and get that get a case of wine shipped to them uh but unfortunately our farm breweries farm distilleries and farm cideries don't have that ability and the law needs to be changed to do so and you would think once we got wine which is pretty much the biggest one of, of all of our farm beverages the biggest part of the industry the others would just automatically fall in line but there's still a substantial pushback on that from liquor stores uh, and wholesalers and distributors. You would think, you know, they could focus on market marketing, I don't know. It's competition for them. Tanqueray. Right? <laughs> Rather than, it is competition. Uh, and but, they have the ability to do home delivery now. It, correct. Um, so you would think, you know, it's another small business and that's what we're looking to support yeah. here is our small yeah. business farms. Yeah, and I know uh, our assembly chair of the agriculture is uh, Donna Lapardo. This is really big for her, uh, and we're, we're trying to get it through the assembly in the Senate. A couple of other uh, issues um, that we're, we're looking for to, to talk about that, that could rear up uh, this year. One is the Extended Producer Responsibility Act, which would totally upend our recycling system in this state. It's something that's been churning for a few years. It's still out there. I know our president, David Fisher, 
uh, spoke about it at a hearing um, late last year uh, here in Albany. So you expect that to, to come back again? I'm, yes, I'm really happy that the governor didn't put that in her budget uh, this year, in her proposed budget this year. It was in there last year. So I, I think she's getting tired of this issue uh, because it's, it seems to be intractable, and really unsolvable issue to, to all of a sudden say, you know, upend our state recycling system and say, okay, now we're gonna change it so people who produce packaging now have to be in charge of recycling the end use of that product. And that, you know, I, I get what they're talk, what they're trying to do is because because Amazon sends out a lot of packaging out there, you know, especially I just got a, a box last week and I, it was a very small thing I was getting, but it came with a huge box and like three boxes inside. I mean, and so it doesn't have to be like that. So I get that. But if you want to go after Amazon, go after Amazon. This bill, the way they're talking about it, pulls in farmers, uh, you know, wineries at a very, very low level. And they're not the problem. And it also pulls in dairy processors. And there's FDA regulations that are much, much bigger than, than this bill uh, that, needs to be, that, that needs to be considered. And, and they're not at this point. But this is not supposed to be about us, but they're making it about us. It's definitely something we'll be talking about, as well as there's a big push right now for electrification across the state to meet a lot of major climate action goals. Um, and there is some concern in the farming community that those goals can't be met because it's just not possible, at least right now on farms, to do a lot of what some of the, the regulations are looking to do. How big of a concern is that? For it's farmers? a huge concern. I, I, I hear about it all the time from farmers from all across the state who look at the transmission grid, who look at the needs of their farms and think, how can I possibly electrify any of this stuff? Whether it's my tractors, uh, whether it's my, you know, my dairy farm, my, my milking parlor, uh, you know, we don't have the ability to transport enough renewable energy right now over the transmission lines to all these places. And we're going, New York State's going way too far. I get what they're trying to do, uh, but, it's way too far, way, way too fast. And it's not just farms, it's rural New York, it's, it's school districts who can't afford bus chargers. And even if they could, buses can't make this, the whole loop of a bus route in the wintertime because the battery runs out in cold weather. So there's a lot of logistics that have gone in that need to go into this that haven't been really presented yet. And right now, New York State is basically governing on press releases about deadlines for these things. And they're not realistic deadlines. I mean, if a farmer, a we don't have, if they don't have a, a battery-powered tractor that can, you know, a huge piece of equipment that would take a huge amount of power, and then it's also about how do you charge it up in the middle of, of harvest, uh, you know, in the middle of a field. You Wait, know, where do you charge? Where it? do you charge? It? I, I mean, mean, these are serious logistic issues. How many char I mean, think about how many acres are you know are 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 worked on in a, during a harvest. How many pieces of machinery you use? and how many charging stations you would need all around these multiple fields, and it, 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 it's not practical. And I, I think people are waking up to that fact. They don't want to quite give up on these deadlines, but they're going to have to punt these things out. It's just, it's just impossible to meet. Mm -hmm. So where do you go from here with the public policy team, your staff, the members, to advocate on these priority issues? Yeah, well, we, we have, where don't we go, I guess, is the <laughs> answer. You have been busy. <laughs> we've been, as staff, we've been at the Capitol, you know, every session day, if not more, since the session began. Uh, we have a bunch of ag groups that come in who are our alliance members like Maple Association, Apple Association, those kind of groups that are coming into lobby for lobby days that we're helping them with that. 
Uh, we have a trip to New York City for our members to go meet urban legislators where they are in their districts and talk about issue, our issues, but also hear from them about their needs you know, for food security uh, in their districts and how we can get more local food into their districts. Uh, we then were doing uh, our lobby day, which is in Albany, which is a pre our, the preeminent uh, legislative reception. We get hundreds of legislators and staff and agency heads there to meet our members who present who provide local food from their from their regions, and it's really a great way to start conversations between our members and decision makers in Albany. And we have our lobby day the next day after. So, and then we're going down to D.C. for Senator Gillibrand's. Uh, DC uh, event, so we're we're sponsoring a legislative reception for her uh, to highlight New York food in Washington DC too. So it's there's really no shortcuts when it comes to getting our policy in our policy book into law or in the budget. It's it's you got to be in Albany. You just, it can't be a one day thing. You got to be there all the time, building relationships, not just with your friends, but with people who may not have agriculture in their districts. And you have to find some way to make that connection with that person and talk about the importance of agriculture so they understand the needs of our industry, but also of their constituents. Yeah, relationship building is key. And, and our lobby day and reception in Albany, at least, is March 4th and 5th. So certainly if people are interested, they can go to our website at nyfb.org under the events and, and find out more on how they can register and take part or speak to their county farm bureaus or county managers uh, to get more information as well. But hearing from our members, though, is incredibly important, not only from the members' own lawmakers, but you know we will have some calls to action through this session as well for them to call Speaker Hasty, uh, the Senate Majority Leader, uh, and others to to really talk about some of these issues and, and relay their importance to farmers. Yeah, the, the the importance of our members' voice can't be underestimated. You know, our job in public policy is to carry our members' voice, but it's a pale comparison to what how our members can talk in real time and real life about the real things happening on their farms and things that need to be, cha that need to be changed. Uh, legislators perk up so much when an actual farmer is in the room talking about what matters the most to them. And, uh, and this, this organization has been built on that, that kind of uh, idea. And so the more people who show up, the better we're going to be every single year. All right, Jeff, thanks so much. Appreciate you My pleasure. sharing this today. Jeff has been the public policy director here at New York Farm Bureau for more than a decade, and we appreciate his time during this busy legislative session as things are really ramping up in Albany. Now, next month, the state board will set the federal priority issues, so stay tuned to that for a future episode of News Bites. And until then, make sure to reach out to your lawmakers. You can go to our website at nyfb.org and click on the e-lobby link. There you can send a message to the governor as well as your state senators and assembly members. Or you can also pick up the phone and call them as well and let them know your opinions about legislative bills and issues that matter to you. As Jeff said, outreach is very important and it does make a difference. Well, that will do it for this edition of New York Farm Bureau's News Bites podcast. We want to thank Seth Moser-Katz for putting this all together. And until next time, make sure to thank a farmer for all that they do.